The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, look at that. We're already a half hour into the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Time always flies around here. Coming up at 3, we'll have uh, Kelly Keene. Kelly Keene, personal finance expert. But uh, specifically, the topic is uh, with regard to uh, stress related to yeah, finances. It is, it is mental health week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what uh, she's looking at is financial stress. There was a survey done uh, from the Financial Planning Standards Council, and uh, they have found that financial stress and some of the issues around that are are a huge grief to a lot of people. Should be a good uh, conversation, an important one. Uh, you know, uh, here's an interesting sort of aside. I guess I'm, maybe I'm at that age now where, and possibly this was true of my dad when he was my age, but you start wondering what world you're going to live in in just four or five years mm. because of the advancement of technology. And and if you think about just the advancements in the last five or ten years, mm-hmm. what does five or ten years from now look yeah. like? A story out of uh, the United States that Uber is hoping to have flying taxis by 2020. So that's just a couple of years away. Apparently, they've been headhunting NASA experts over the last year to push ahead its plans, and, and these these would be like little helicopters, basically, but, you know, the size of a car kind of thing. They would fly at 200 miles per hour uh, using a helicopter-style rotor to take off and land vertically, but they'd used fixed wings over longer distances. Uh, Uber says the service will be cheaper and faster than existing taxi services cheaper than existing taxi services man we've talked well you know we we've talked about the future and about flying cars and mm-hmm. flying pods you know something out of the jetsons really and and you know if uber is talking about doing that possibly within 2 years i'm thinking we've got a lot of work to do because what what are the rules of flying They're- in the air right. around the city. There, therein lies the problem, right? So um, on Tuesday, uh, the U.S. Transporto- uh, Transportation Secretary and uh, the Federal Aviation Authority, this is Tuesday of next week, will hear Uber outline its plans to begin aerial tests. So they have to get that approval uh-huh. first, and then, of course, they'll have to get general approval to have these cars in in uh, operation. They're, they want to try this out in L.A., <laughs> Dallas and Dubai. Okay. So, you know, three major cities with a lot of air traffic. And by the way, while the their initial plan is to have pilots, but eventually it'll be, s- it'll be robots, as same as their cars, self-flying. Oh, look at Amazon with the drones and the, the yeah. package delivery of drones. And there's all sorts of companies out there. I was reading an article the other day, uh, so focused on the ro- the robotics and the, and the robots and what they're going to be doing. I mean, we talked about the sex robots, my mm-hmm. goodness, the other day, let alone, you know, going out traveling with one. I know. <laughs> Do you, have you two Are you a transformer? <laughs> you know, it's funny uh, because we may have flying taxis before we have a pipeline to BC. Think about that. Um, uh... Yeah, there's one for you. But you know what? I mean, you, you read a story like you just mentioned Amazon and they're uh, what are those things called? Drones. Drones, yeah. So you read about that and you say, well, they're being used in, in areas, but it still seems like 
fiction because here in Edmonton we haven't had a package delivered by a drone. But I, I just imagine that first day. Oh, we, ha- when we a don't drone... have a we don't have an LRT line that's working properly, oh, let goodness. alone things flying in the sky. What's that going to look like? I mean, it's very Jetsons-like. It's that's exactly what it is. But uh, yeah, so do you follow the do you follow the roadways? Do you follow the roadways? And would your, you even your, get in one? Or do you take the you know as the crow flies, mm-hmm. like the straightest route? Well, I'm assuming as the crow flies because they're saying that a trip um, that would typically take. Uh, an hour, I think, will take 15 minutes. Oh, my so goodness gracious. It'll cut your time down incredibly. Well, 200 miles an hour, these things will travel at, right? So, I, I don't know. I, I definitely I'm, don't I'm, want to be the first one testing out the beta mind. version. <laughs> 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 like, I'd like my in-laws we, to try We don't have the self-driving cars going. Yeah. You know, that woman that was killed last month. It's, uh, you know what, I... I it's like a plot for a James Bond movie, like this rich, eccentric businessman who wants robotic or you know self-driving cars and now flying taxis, and we're going to discover down the road that it's actually a, you know what? an attempt to take over the world. I suspect that that's exactly the, the, the same conversation was being had when they decided to put that one stoplight on, you know, <laughs> in a in a in a in a, a two-horse town, and the when they decided to us put to an engine in a in a yeah. vehicle, and though we're going to put a man on the moon, you're not putting a man on the moon, and then they put a man on the moon. Oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do yeah. this. Now, did they put a man on the moon, yeah, Well, <laughs> let's, get, let's please, get that debate going. Please don't. Uh, oh. I'm not sure I can handle any more phone calls after yesterday. I just, yeah, no kidding. Hey, I wanted to mention that as well. Got home yesterday. I don't know if you had the same experience. Well, I got, I went and did the show, then I got home, and I checked my mail. Uh, and I almost printed them, but then I thought, well, I don't want to get everything going again. But we were talking about the UPC yesterday for a period of time. UCP. Right? UCP. What did I say? UPC. UPC. UCP. We were talking about them for a period of time, but 2 to 2.30, I think. Uh, I got two very similar, really angry emails um, from two different individuals accusing me of being... A far left and a far right. It was. Take I, your pick, folks. I, I almost wanted to post them side by side, but there was too much oh. information there that would give away who who they were from. But it was like I, I'm either doing something incredibly wrong or incredibly right. I think it's incredibly right if they can't nail you they down. They can't decide. It's like you're you're a piece of jello. <laughs> there was a guy last night who on Twitter was like, "That's it with you and your leftist comments. I'm not going to follow you anymore." I'm like, "Oh, thanks for letting me know." Well, and he had a spelling mistake. <laughs> there was, was which like, just Dude, made it kind of funny. If you're going to try and sass, yeah. sass spell attack, check, spell check is your friend. Your and your. It is funny though, and it's not one. I don't want to get into this again, but it's not one side of the spectrum or the other. It's the extreme sides of either spectrum that feels like there can be no dissenting opinions or everything about you is wrong. Like, it was just, it, it actually, I shouldn't encourage people, but it actually made me laugh out loud because it was like, I'm not taking, I'm not following you anymore because you're leftist comments or whatever. And by the way, you're not funny. It was like, oh, wait a minute. If I don't agree with you politically, I'm a bad comedian as well. Just, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, just, we, we're supposed to disagree. That's actually the, Can you imagine the how backbone boring, of a democracy. How boring world would be if, if we, just we all, all got along. Well, we got along. I mean, it would, you know, it might be yeah. good at times. I mean, and there are maybe some things that we should all agree on. Sure. 
But we're allowed to have differing opinions as long as we treat those differing opinions with respect and have conversations that are respectable. You know what? I think we can all agree that it's bad to uh, run over puppies. Can we at least? And you know what? If I said that, if I put that out on Twitter, then I think, you know, oh, no matter you'd what. Oh, you be snowflake. Oh, yeah. People would be like, oh, you know what? <laughs> That's natural selection. And, okay. Speaking of uh, animals, mm. here, this, there is a guy, you know, Stanley Park in Vancouver. Yes. I do, yes. Yeah, okay. You know, you've been yeah, out there, that a bit sort of, of time stuff. And, and, yeah. and around here, you know, there's a lot of geese flying around, a lot of ducks and that sort of stuff. And they're having their babies. They're hatching. Oh, that's nice. they, well, it's going to start hatching soon, probably mm-hmm. here. Well, there was a guy caught on tape yesterday trying to pilfer a gosling on one of the paths. Oh, no. He actually stomp, stomp, stomped at the parents to get it to scuttle away, uh-huh. picked up the gosling, put it in his pocket before Buddy with an iPhone showed up. Put it back, dude. Put it back. I've got you on camera. Put it back. The anger behind the camera. Let the f-ing bird go. Directed at one of these two cyclists near Lost Lagoon. Look close and listen. You can barely make out yeah, its dude. tiny chirps. Put it back. <laughs> Right before the gosling scurries to safety. It's not a toy. It's a living creature. Oh, thank you very much. F***ing scumbag. The video recorded Friday afternoon in Stanley Park. Nick Page is the Vancouver Park Board's biologist. It's the first time I've seen, I've worked for the Park Board for six years, the first time I've seen or heard of a situation like this where someone's actually trying to take particularly a, a, a young goose away. The man who shot the video didn't want to go on camera. Page shows us what happens when you get a little too close. So, oh, he's hissing. He's doing the neck thing. We'll follow up with our ranger staff to make sure that they're not hearing more reports of, of these kind of occurrences. Canada geese are protected both under provincial and federal law. The question in a case like this, what are the potential penalties? Environment Canada and Climate Change confirming that wildlife officers will follow up when complaints are received and all Canadians have a role to play in preserving and protecting. It's not a toy. It's a living creature. It's not the little children. It's the adults who are the boneheads. Which is why photographer Paul Dixon says it all comes down to awareness and respect. They live here, you're in somebody else's house, and uh, yeah, just respect. You can't do this. Put it back. And he puts it back. You can hear the little gosling go, quack, quack, quack. What, what was he going to do with he it? Was, he thought it was cute and he wanted to take it home. Yikes. Did, yeah. Did you see, uh, speaking of which, did you see, and I wish I had it in front of me, I thought of it uh, when I saw it last night, and I thought, oh, I'll get the video on that, but the audio wasn't good enough for radio, um, but it was a, a mother duck, and I don't know who put this out there, and I don't even know where this happened, but you know you see a mom uh, duck with all the ducklings, and there was nine of them, and you know, the mm-hmm. duck just walks along, and the ducklings are in a row, yeah. right? So this duck, and I, if you Google it, folks, you'll find it, I'm sure, just weather grate or road grate and duck. So this mother duck goes across a grate and nine ducklings fall Pop into the into grate. It, yeah. So she then comes back and she's, and this somebody videotaped it. She's like trying to get everybody's attention. So she's standing over the grate honking like, or whatever ducks do, quacking, I guess, trying to get people's attention. And finally this guy comes up and looks and she sort of wanders off a little bit uh, safe distance, right? So they take the grate off 
and they get a fishing net and they start fishing these <laughs> ducklings out and she's and they're putting them in a cage mm-hmm. so she's still about 10 feet away watching this like it's just nature's so cool and and they get them all in nine nine of them and they're fine like they were swimming around in the sewer water or whatever and they then walk the cage to the nearest pond and she walks behind them the whole way like just safe distance but keeping an eye well okay what are you doing with my kids and then they just launch them into the pond and she, they all catch right up to Off their mom. Off we go. Yeah, and it was, man. It, well, we, we see these stories every time around this year, even here. Yes, I mean, that's there's, true. you know, uh, well, traffic the comes ones, to a was stop. It high on level bridge last Hyundai, year. Hyundai, the high level. Yeah. People were losing it because, it, but people were trying to get a family of geese <laughs> across the high level. Yeah. There's an, another awesome video out there of um, a, a geese had nested up in a planter and she could fly down okay but the goslings couldn't it was quite a ways down it was like 12 feet up and so there was a guy standing there as the goslings start jumping off and he oh. catches each one oh, no and another one jumps and he puts it down another one jumps there was like 12 <laughs> of them it was one after oh, wow. another and after you know it's just like oh you know <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what tells them um, to, to nest where they nest. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd, you'd think over the years they've they figured nature out. would have figured this out for them, right? I screwed up with my tree swallows this year, eh? How so? You you, you know that I love my tree swallows, yes. and then I have a tree swallow box in the backyard, a birdhouse. And um, last Monday, a week ago Monday, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to clean that thing out before they, they come back. I thought I still had a bit of time because mm. the weather had been so crappy. As I'm out there taking it down, the swallows are out. So, but I had to clean it out. You have to clean it out. So I cleaned it out and then I wanted to move it just over a little bit. So on last weekend, I put it up on a post and I moved it and reattached it. It's only moved about three feet over. As I'm putting it up, there's four tree swallows that are dive bombing me. And I'm like, okay, this is good. They're going to come back. They're going to come back. Nope. Not a one's gone in there. Oh, you never know. No, it's too, well, it's too late now, but I'm so disappointed because that's one of the things that make me incredibly, Mm -hmm. incredibly happy is watching these swallows until the, the, the baby swallows, until they fledge Mm -hmm. and off they go. And I look forward to their return every year and I screwed it up. But there's always that one really Ah. slow learner in the group. Like maybe there's one set of swallows that are like, we're never going to find a place. Oh, look. Prime location. Cheap rent. <laughs> so on Sunday, there was a bunch of them flying around, mm-hmm. and I'm standing on the patio, and Jim just laughs at me whenever I do this because I yell, "In the hole!" Like when you're golfing, whenever <laughs> yeah. they're out there. <laughs> Nobody yells in golfing, but yeah. Yeah, well, they do. After, when they're watching when they, TV, maybe. When they drive. Okay. And they'll be like, in the hole. <laughs> so that's what I do with the hopes that the swallows will go in the hole, and jo- coach is just looking at me like. <laughs> Who are you? There's a lot going on out of the, the ranch. ranch. And so if you hear that, <coughs> in the hole! That's just me trying to get my uh, tree swallows into their birdhouse. Hmm. Idiot. And we have to take a break. Thank goodness. Yeah, because I have another animal story for you. Well, for whatever reason, we've ended up uh, talking about uh, wildlife and animals in this half hour. So I saw this story this morning. Uh, The province has laid two charges under its uh, Wildlife Act against uh, 
uh, uh, Central Alberta Zoo, the uh, Discovery Wild Park. Uh, wildlife Park in Innisfail, Alberta. And yeah, you remember that video that uh, that came out? What was it last year of a bear going through a drive-through? Yeah, and you know I don't remember that. Oh yeah, it was a bear going through a drive-through and getting a an Dairy ice Queen cr- and getting a nice getting an ice cream. I remember that. Yeah, and I suppose it was. Uh, I mean, it was them that posted it. It was the Discovery Wildlife mm-hmm. Park that posted it, and and maybe it was uh, you know some kind of a publicity uh, thing to you know attract people to come see the bear the wildlife park, whatever. Um, but according to uh, wildlife uh, officials, it's quite illegal. They, uh, they, You're not able to take the bear out of the licensed area without well, notifying them, for and that, one. And that was the interesting part. I thought that the charges would be dramatically different than what they ended up being. They yeah. were just simply more or less paperwork uh, based on paperwork that they didn't notify that they were moving the bear. Well, one count is related to the bear being taken through the drive-thru <laughs> for ice cream. Not that you have a bear cream. sitting in the front seat unrestrained eating ice cream. Well, that's just it. It's uh, So the one count is it can't be in the back seat of a truck. It has to be there. The licensing requires that if it be transported, it mm-hmm. be in a suitable uh, enclosement, that it have uh, certain protections. And the other is you can't leave your facility with the bear without notifying yeah. the province, right? Yeah. So those like you say, the charges were laid under Section 12, uh, Subsection 3 of the Wildlife Act, which states a person must not contravene the terms or conditions of a license or permit. So when they got their license, yeah. those were the conditions, just, right? It just seemed to me that there should have been more there. I mean, it's a Kodiak bear sitting in the front seat licking an ice cream cone. And the bear's head, I mean... Looks pretty big in the picture. Sure. I don't know how big well, it was, but um, yeah. It's a funny thing, though, because every wildlife person we've ever talked to tells us don't let don't let their cuteness or your preconception of what they're like uh, fool you into believing mm-hmm. that these are not wild animals, right? Even if they're in a zoo, grew up there, um, are cute and do tricks, they're still wildlife, right? Every wildlife expert tells you that. And then you have Discovery Wildlife Park saying, you know what would be a great idea if we put the bear in the back seat and drove it to Dairy Queen. It just... And then we post the video And then put the video up. Or as uh, the province will call it, Exhibit A. <laughs> I mean, they basically That's just... pretty much what it was. Well, really. I mean, and, well, you know what? The zoo, though, saying, you know, we made a mistake. We're going to plead guilty to mm-hmm. it. Hey, okay, lesson learned. You know, normally, if they were a bigger organization, and because I'm assuming they're not massive, uh, they would typically get somebody to uh, fall on the grenade on this one. It would be like, we didn't know it was happening. Chuck took him out on a but Sunday. But we take know. these issues. But we take these things very seriously. Very seriously. But man, oh, man. I mean, what if the bear jumped out of the... Or what if when it reached it reached out to, to lick the ice cream, it bit the guy's hand? Or, I mean, this could have... It didn't turn out badly. It um, turned out cute. Yeah. It was a funny video. I mean, I, I had not remembered the story yeah. originally. I only saw it this morning, and I looked at the video and went, yeah, that's sort of funny, I guess. It is a bear, though. You know? Like, it just seems like that seems like a bear. I wouldn't even let my dog hang out the window and lick an ice cream cone. Oh, I would. Would you? Sure. Huh. I've got a friend of mine. She takes her dogs to, I don't know, Starbucks. And Maya is well known at Starbucks. And they get some puppy frappuccino every time she's there. Really? Like, oh, Maya's here. Puppy frappuccino. Really? Well, a lot of places give you dog dog treats. treats. Yeah. Huh. I mean, Jack's no longer with us. But 
I, I would have, if I was getting ice cream, there would be no point in taking Jack in the car while I was getting ice cream because you know what? Nobody's getting ice cream but Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. What he couldn't eat, he would drool on. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's just an odd story, hey? There you go. It's 2.56. We're coming up to the 3 o'clock news with Eileen Bell. And then you know what? On the other side, one of our favorite guests, Kelly Keene, going to be joining us in studio, in studio talking about uh, finances. Still to come on the show, we have that $50 uh, GC for Arbor Greenhouses. Oh, right. So we're going to take care of that. And do you remember, was it last week or two weeks ago, we were talking with uh, Eric Elper. Sorry, wow. I had to pull that out yeah. of my head. And we got talking about ABBA. Remember how we were excited that ABBA was putting yes. out two new songs? Oh, yes, I do remember. And he had said that one of their songs, Dancing Queen, was on the list of the 10 most uplifting songs ever, according to science. Well, guess what? We that found list, the list. <laughs> is making the rounds again. And we have all of them for you. Nice. Bet you can't wait. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.